We've taken you around the world in two minutes. Let's uh, find out from you what you thought the biggest story of August 2020 was. What did you think the biggest story of August 2020 was? Now, we have uh, we are, have been looking back at the year 2020, and this is the eighth episode. And uh, we will start with um, a story that started in July and entered into August. July was a month of tough wars inside government. So you had Magu versus Malami. You had uh, Joy Nune versus Babio. You had the Reps versus NDDC and the Niger Delta Ministry. And then... Then you had the National Assembly versus, um, what's the word now, the Labour Ministry over those 774,000 jobs. Do you remember? Our first story is the clash between Festus Kayamo, the Minister of State for Labour, uh, Employment and Productivity, and members of both chambers of the National Assembly over the Special Public Works Programme. Now, in case you haven't seen the video, we have it uh, playing on our Facebook page at the moment, and here is an audio of that particular clash. <laughs> It got really ugly. Festus Kayamo eventually accused the Senate of trying to sideline him and control the program directly. The Senate said that they just wanted to make sure the National Department of Employment, NDE, was doing the job well. But Kayamo insisted that the Senate was trying to extort him to get slots allocated to him. Eventually, the talk of slots became official. I don't know if you remember, but what I'm trying to do is play you clips from when we talked about it right here on Hard Facts. In our second story, lawmakers, governors and ministers will all get slots from among the 774,000 jobs. Sanisu Aliu Kunde told us this. Remember, Fessus uh, Kayamo set up committees in each state to handle the program? Well, Kunde is the chairman of the Bauchi State Committee. And he said the ministry has come up with a formula for sharing slots to all the top politicians. And he gave us numbers. Now, it wasn't clear whether his numbers were the total number of, of slots that each official gets or the total number of slots per local government area. But let's be generous and go with the lower number, right? Let's assume that it was total slots. Are you ready? Let's do some math. Governors will get 40 slots e each. Uh... 40 times um, 36, that's 1,440 slots. Hmm? Principal officers of both the Senate and the House get 40 slots each. So, uh, 20 times 40 
is uh, 800 slots. Now, the remaining senators have 30 slots each. 99 times 20 is 2,970 slots. Are you, are you doing math? I hope you have like pen and paper and you're jotting this down. Just things down. <laughs> now, the remaining reps have 25 slots each. 350 times 25 is 8,750 slots. Ministers get 30 slots each. 44 times 30 is 1,320. Now, let's add it all up. 1,440, 800, 2,970, 8,750, 1,350. If you add all of those up, politicians are getting 15,280 out of the 774,000 slots. This is if we're going with the lower number. Because again, remember that the committee here did not tell us one word yet how they're going to split this thing. Eh? So 15,000 jobs, officially, that's not talking about the ones that they will still allocate behind the scenes. So over 15,000 jobs. Now, I want you to remember one thing. Those jobs were meant for you. This is not random a woof. Those jobs are meant to help people who have been devastated by COVID-19. Yesterday, we talked about how the monies for households had reduced. We talked about it on Hard Facts. This morning on the Morning Crossfire with Sheriff, you talked about how much, uh, how, how much money you now have, like how small the money now is, how it has reduced because of COVID-19, the impact that COVID-19 has had on household income. We talk about how you've lost your jobs, how the price of food has gone up. Gary is now expensive. Yam is expensive. And now government has allocated 52 billion naira of your money to create, to create jobs for you. But the government is saying politicians should pick who and who gets 15,280 of those jobs this uh clip you just listened to was from back in august um, i said that uh, said these things back in august 2020 so it happened in july but um actually i said that in july sorry not august this happened in july right but in august the quarrel now became technical the question now became what's the best way to select the 774000 it's supposed to be 1000 jobs per, per local government but how do you select those 1000 workers the law says that it should be nde national assembly said nde doesn't have the capacity didn't have the capacity first of all the NDE doesn't have functional offices in every local government area. And some of you agreed when you called in at the time, right? And then you also have an NDE that did not have the records of job applicants, local government by local government. And so the National Assembly suggested that they should alloc allocate the slots. After all, they uh, are elected from the constituencies. And so they know uh, their constituents, right? But then you had Kayamo saying no. He said the NDE reports to his ministry. So if the NDE cannot do the job the ministry should set up a replacement and so he decided to set up committees in each state to allocate the slots 
And we had some controversy about that as well, especially here in Lagos, about the membership of those committees. You had the chairman of NURTW, you had the Eology General. Some of you felt that these were political appointments to run a patronage system. And uh, it, it, it went on and on for a number of days, for a number of weeks, really. And there's an update on that story. The program has been plagued by delays, but now Kayamo is saying that uh, it's going to kick off in January. Meanwhile, the House of Reps is looking into stopping the program because they insist that uh, due process is not being followed. <laughs> what do you think about this story? Are you one of those who says that it's uh, unacceptable for the legislature to be collecting slots for an employment program run by the executive? Or do you believe it's unavoidable in our political system? Do you think, uh, do you think that um, uh, this program has been delayed too long? What do you think about that? Do you think this program even has merits? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can share your thoughts via WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. In August, we also had multiple stories about containers falling and killing uh, Lagosians. Uh, that's the next story that we're going to go to. But let's talk about uh, this. Uh, se- these uh, 774,000 jobs first and then uh, we can move on to killer containers. 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? My name is Francis, calling from Adegule. Welcome, Francis. So, to be kindly, eh, mm. your process is rubbish. Okay. Right from the uh, members of the House of Red to the Senate, to even Festus uh, Kiyami himself. That's how I was going to follow that government job was meant for the poor, uh, the, vulnerable people, uh, the vulnerable people in the community. Right. Those were really affected, isn't right. it? Right. And the third is from the local government. Why Why now uh, those senators are clamoring for slots? Are members of the House of Rep clamoring for slots? At the end of the day, you know, the, the people that are supposed to benefit from the job will not benefit from it. That and the part of uh, Kiamu, look at the committee. He went, he went and said, uh, At the end of the day, we appoint that thing to their people. The major people that need that thing, the something will not get to them. What kind of country are we? What kind of country are we in, in this uh, Nigeria that we are today? The poor people are, are always the ones to receive the pain at the end of the day. The poor ones are not benefiting anything from the government. If the government sees it deemed deem fit to help the poor ones, the so-called elites will attack it for themselves. Why is it like that in this country? Cool question. Thank you for calling, Francis. 99.3. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Yeah, this is Friday from Berlin. Welcome, Friday. Go ahead. For me, I think everything from the beginning was just a time. Hmm. See, you, re- you read that uh, the minister, the senator, and the rest. What are the service chiefs? The advisor, the high commissioners, all those, all of them we still have slots. So they know the reason why they created the job. See, my sister, you think that the senior president in his own in his own family, he still have people who are looking for such a job. The job is it not twenty thousand they for the job per month. So they know what the reason why they set up this uh, this appointment. It's just a way to embezzle money. And I'm telling you. 
that job, that thing, that budget will never see the end of the day. They have used the money already before coming before coming out with it. They have spent the money. Thank you very much. Francis in the bullery. <laughs> Thanks for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, good evening, ma'am. Good evening, what's your name? Yeah, my name is Ruben from Yaba. Ruben, go ahead. Um, yeah, um, this like this um, senator, a national assembly member, they say um, they should be getting, they should, they should get more slots because they are closer to the people. Mm-hmm. Whereas they don't even know their their people, they don't even know who they represent. They don't even know them. They are not even living in that constituency. Most of them are living in uh, Banana Island <laughs> or operating from from Washington. So that's the problem. That's one of the problem. And I thought this opportunity. This Time, this opportunity was a good opportunity for the federal government to um, 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 to um, strengthen NDE. For example, I don't have a job. We, nobody, nobody in government knows I don't have a job. Nobody knows. I don't even know where to even put it out there that I don't have a job or anything, anything. Huh? So this is part of the problem. And like one of the callers says, I am very, very sure that money, they don't chop I'm like, what is the point of... Um, um, what they call it? What's the point of um, um, uh, uh, postponing? Well, what? I don't know. What does that even mean? What's the point of postponing? And yes, I miss, miss uh, Madam. Are mm. you there, ma? Yes, I'm here. Hmm? Um, uh, one of these stories. Um, Ali Macaulay. Is it Ali Macaulay that was about to be called? Um, recalled. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that story will come up this month or next month. I want to know. I, I would love to know if whatever. You'd love to know the update. Well, it didn't work. Exactly. Uh, the, the process did not work. Ah, it didn't Nigeria. it didn't move forward. Well it's not Nigeria no really. It's um the, the people who tried to initiate the process, they they didn't quite go through with it. Yeah. No problem. Thank you, Robert. All right, we move. Yes, uh speaking of moving, containers kept killing Lagosians. Uh you know, for most of uh, twenty twenty. Truck drivers carrying them to or from ports don't latch them properly uh they slide off in traffic they crush people and that's exactly what happened to chidima joko in august do you remember her story she died along with her colleagues and her mother came forward to demand justice at the time please i would like to report to the general public what happened on sunday evening my daughter and her colleague, my daughter Chidema Ajoko, who works at, uh, who used to work at Fan, or who was working at Fan at that time before her death, was returning from work, Federal Airport Authority. She was returning from work with her colleague, one Chima, and they were in a commuter bus, and the bus, I think the bus either stopped to pick passengers or uh, stopped to drop passengers, and the reckless. Um, a, a trailer driver that was carrying a, uh, a container was speeding and fell on, on the bus. I, I waited and waited the whole night, up to 2 a.m. in the night, 2 a.m. in the night, waiting for my daughter to come back from work. I was calling her auntie where she was staying in, in school area, because she was staying in school area. I was going to work at the airport. Both of us did not sleep till morning around 6 a.m. when a colleague called me and told me that she was involved in an accident and that they were at a solo general hospital. When we got to the solo general hospital, they were not among those people that were brought in there and they referred us to a hospital in Yaba, a general hospital in Yaba, and we went there and they told us that we had to go and check the morgue 
because this is not pretty any living person. And uh, my, my, my friend's husband and my sons went and checked in the morgue and saw my daughter and her colleague. I would like to tell the public that this is getting too much. These containers, they keep on killing people and nobody talks. This my daughter was 27 years old, working in Federal Airport Authority. She went to Babcock University and she was planning to travel abroad to do her master's in the near future. And this is just how life has been snuffed out of her. These tankers and trailers were virtually off the road during the day. They said they were allowed to fly in the, in the night. But now, they are all everywhere, very reckless. I don't know what, what they drink while they drive. You know, they, they fall on, on cars. Maybe a whole family that was just the other day, a whole family that was coming from night vigil. One of the, the, the containers fell, fell on the car. But this one, I said, no. If my daughter's life is going to be used to, to stop this thing, then let it be what I've achieved. But I cannot keep quiet. I know that maybe they'll say I'm nobody until somebody's uh, child's life, you know, is, is knocked out before they do something. But I think everybody in this Lagos, whether you have a car, whether you enter a bus, whether you drive your own car, all of our lives are in danger because we encounter all these uh, trailers and containers every day and they are very reckless. Please let something be done. I'm ready to, you know, grab more interviews because this one is too much. I lost my husband last year, March. Just within a year and three months, I'm losing my first daughter. <laughs> what kind of thing is this? And, and they just show it on the news and, and that's it. Nobody talks, nobody wants to do anything. I sent a, a, a person of mine to the police station and, and the, the, the police said that they cannot trace the owner of the, of the, of the car, uh, that the driver took the particulars and ran away with the conductor. But the, 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 trailer, the, the, the trailer is there, the container is, is there. And they said that the owner called and said he was going to come and that they are going to arrest him if he comes. But that's all. After that, my cousin went and he came back home. So I want the, the whole public to, to, to react to this to this uh, uh, video. Let something, let justice be done. Let let let, let the, the, the these people be punished so that others will learn. I'm not coping. I'm heartbroken. My heart, my my heart, my heart is shattered in pieces. Even my my, my children, her siblings. Sometimes I, I wake up, they are crying in the middle of the night. They are missing their sister. It's hot. That if she was sick, it would have been better for us to cope. But just killed in cold blooded like that. How can, how can we just accept this thing easily? You just don't kill people on the road carelessly and everybody just folds, you know, their arms and accept it as the norm. Let them uh, investigate and know who the driver, you know, is and the owner of the vehicle and why he's not, uh, you know, latched the way he's supposed to be. And bring them to, to book. You know, I'm thinking of the other people. They are, they, they, our lives are in danger in Lagos. 
we are not saying that containers will not carry goods to their destinations. But let there be proper, you know, let there be a law so that if anybody does not keep to the law, the person will be brought to book. Let there be justice in this country for once. The blood of my daughter Chidema and the blood of the colleague Chima and whoever the driver was, if the, their blood is going to bring justice, that is enough. I'll have my peace. I'll, I'll have peace. The shedding of that blood not be in vain. And then the thing, all these things will just continue as if nobody cares. Now, for a moment there, back in August, it looked like there would be justice for Chidema because the suspected driver and the owner of the truck were charged with involuntary manslaughter. The case was being prosecuted by the state attorney general himself. But since August, we have had no updates on this case. You heard the voice of Mrs. Chineze Adjoko, the mother of the 27-year-old who was crushed to death by a truck, uh, a container, uh, here in Lagos. And uh, for a while, between uh, September and um, November, let me say, I saw a number of trucks that were latched. It did look like the number of trucks that were latched increased but you still have trucks on our roads with unlatched containers. So throughout the year, I kept asking a very simple question and, and I wasn't getting any answers. How can this thing be policed? How can this thing be policed? Which government agencies are in the best position to stop and catch trucks that refuse to latch their containers? Is there a way... To control this thing because when we talked about it uh, every time we've talked about it i talk about how right from the ports there are people who can stop this thing right from before the truck leaves the port there's really no reason why containers should fall and crush anybody none it's a completely avoidable accident How do we stop this? 0700-993-993-993. I have time for one call. One call. We'll take a break, come back, and continue the conversation. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. Good evening. What's your name? Yeah, this is Friday. Welcome. You have said the, 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 the law supposed to take place at the port. I work at the port. Okay. See, 100... It's only two out of four containers that are going out of the port that are large. You can come to Tika Island, go to Apapa. Mm. But those custom officers and the police, mm -hmm. what they are after is their money. They don't care about whether the truck is large or it's large. Mm. They don't even care. You can come and come tomorrow. It's only two out of four that are large. Others are just unlarge. And you see some truck, it's like they are divided into two. The authorities don't even care. If they are not checked in the port, I don't think they can be checked any other thing. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for calling us. Uh, the NSAS protests were in October, but as far back as August here on Hard Facts, I was having a conversation about protest culture and whether or not Nigeria needs it. For example, I had a great talk with Aisha Yusufu of Bring Back Our Girls. That interview is going to play after the break. So make sure that you stay here. You don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss that interview. We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We're also on WhatsApp where you can share your thoughts with us. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And of course, there is Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Don't go away. More news and information coming up. We'll be back in a moment. 99.3 Nigeria Info. We are more than just radio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Nigeria Info FM. Check us out on Facebook at Nigeria Info 99.3. Follow us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM and on Instagram at Nigeria Info FM Lagos for live updates as it happens. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Uh, this was uh, way before the NSAS protests uh, in October. I brought in Aisha Yusufu. She is uh, one of the conveners for Bring Back Our Girls. And these are some of the questions that I asked and uh, these are some of the answers that she gave back in August. You know, Aisha, we often hear people say that based on how much Nigerians complain and how many things they complain about, there should be more demonstrations, there should be more protests, there should be more movements to put pressure on society and government. Do you agree that Nigerians are not agitating enough? Nigerians are not agitating at all. It's not even that they are not agitating enough. When say agitation, really, only a few hundred people that we have there in the country where we have a population of 200 uh, people. But you see, eh, be- before I go on, let me just give you what, or based on what the caller has just called, uh, said, it reminded me of. Mm. Uh, I went to a school, uh, BUK South Secondary School in Khan, where we have an Irish uh, woman as our principal. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was. And we were we were the first set. We could challenge our teachers and all of that. I remember a particular time, English class. Uh, we uh, we had a Ghanaian, Mr. Doble was his name. Mm. God bless him. Uh, so so we, we we had done something on comprehension, and he felt me and a few others. Mm. And then other people who had answered it a, a different way, he, he, he they were right. Mm. When I got my time, I did my book. I said, No, sir, this is wrong. I, I'm right. You you can't fail me. This is what the question was asking of. And I tell you, double period, it was on a Friday, last two periods of the day, double period, we spent it analyzing that particular question. Hmm. At the end of the day, we didn't agree on anything. We left when it was time. On Monday, when Mr. Doblet came back, he came, and he, it was time for English lesson. Hmm. The first thing he said when he had gone through that question, he found out that myself and others that had answered it the way I answered it, were the ones that were right, hmm. based on the question that was asked. So you can see with this, it tells the child that you can challenge. My children know that I've got their back. I nothing when it comes to their rights, I will be there and we'll talk about it. And teachers need to learn this. The issue of telling the child, oh, leave it and, and don't do anything about it. That's not. There's also even in university I had to fight for it, but that's why I know that this. Let me go back to the question you asked. Hmm. You see, Sandra, the biggest problem we have in Nigeria is that Nigerians think they have the patent to prayers. 
as long as Nigerians keep abdicating their responsibility to God, we will not do anything. We have a very selfish attitude. One, if something doesn't happen to us, we don't want to do anything about it. Secondly, also, we, we have this laid-back, lazy attitude, this uh, feeding-bottle mentality. We think that if we just pray, everything will be okay. So instead of Nigerians to take action, they would rather go to their churches or their mosques or their shrine or whatever it is they believe in, and then they will pray, abdicate their responsibility and hand it over to God. We forget that God will not do for us what he has given us the capacity to do for ourselves. Hmm. And lastly, before I don't end on this point, is the fact that, you see, Nigerians fight for God, but they leave their fight to God. When it is a matter of religion, you will see that they will throw their rapper away, they will throw their trousers away, they will be fighting each other, killing each other. But when it, when it comes to a matter of fighting for their right, that is when they will now abdicate it to God and say God will be the one to fix Nigeria. God will not. We will be the ones to fix Nigeria. Now, some Nigerians say that the reasons they don't protest, the big reasons why they don't agitate more, uh, Aisha, is fear of re uh, reprisal or pessimism or nothing will change or cynicism. Activists are getting paid. They will chop the money and they will go and sit down outside. What do you think about these reasons that are often shared? They are all excuses. And these excuses, they say, are like shoes. You always find the one that fits. So because they ha they don't come out to protest, and, you know, your conscience, every one of us, we have a moral compass inside that tells us when we're doing right or wrong, mm. you know? And for them to assert that they are conscious, they look for different excuses to, to justify why they have not joined. They will say, oh, activists eat, eat money. And I said to them, why don't you come and protest and not eat money and give it? Oh, this and that. They are all excuses. But before I go on, the irony of the case you just talked about, the all Nigerian people's party going to court, is that it was Muhammadu Buhari, the present president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, that went to court. He was tear gassed in Kano. He had gone to do a revolution. He even called it a revolution after he lost the election. He had gone to Kano to do a revolution. His running mate was there with the Chuba Okadibo and the police tear gassed them. And that was what led to Chuba Okadibo's death. And yet the same man went to court. And you know what is even more ironic? Tell me Fala now that today this administration is hiring people to, to protest against him. Was the one who took up that case pro bono. You know, why do not get money? Tell us they don't get money before and I got they take our money, they do big boy. They, they, they pose now before they ask for money. They do. And Femi Falana, he couldn't of course afford it. Femi Falana took that case on pro bono and it was it was ruled that you do not, uh, police have no right to ask, uh, to give permission. What you need to do is to send them for the, at least 48 hours notification for them to come and provide protection. And that's just uh, the irony of that. Coming back to, to, to people, you know, making all sorts of excuses. They are all excuses. People are afraid. A lot of people say they don't want to die. And I've said this before, die not die. Now only one die we get. And anyway, with that die comes, and so that die will be. People are dying in their houses every day. Corruption and bad governance is killing killing people. A young man just died recently. He had an accident. He was taken to, to hospital. Unfortunately, doctors were on strike and then he died. Bad governance corruption has killed him. People die. Roads that are, are supposed to be dualized, they are not dualized because somebody has eaten the money. Yet, people sit down in their houses and say they don't want to die. See, uh, terrorists are killing us. Bandits are killing us. All sorts of police stray bullets. You are in your house. They come and kill you. Yet, people forget that they are being killed every day because they think they will not be victims. They are not. 
I've said it before and I will repeat it again. Yesterday's victims were once survivors. Today's victims were yesterday's survivors. And tomorrow's victims will be today's survivors. I always ask this question. Who is next? Those that have died before, they won't die again. The next to be killed are those of us that are alive. People are saying, God forbid, they are praying. Even the people that, are, that have been killed, they also say, God forbid, uh, once upon a day, they are alive. Let me just share a quick story with you of my time in university. So I have gone to three universities. It's my portfolio university, ABU Zaria. I finally landed in BUK that I never wanted to go to because I was born and brought up in Canada and I wanted to do university elsewhere. I finished in BUK. In BUK, that was 1996. I had a, a, a course, a particular course was uh, inorganic chemistry. When the, the result came out, you know that, I don't know whether they see you, they will put a result on the board. Mm. I failed the believe how come did I feel this course? There was no exam. It was assignment which I passed and also practicals. And my group members, everyone got to be. How come I'm the only one that failed? And I took it up. And you know, and you know, one of the things that I find in Nigeria is that when somebody is fighting for his or her right, a lot of people will be discouraging you. Just leave the matter. I shall go and register the I say I won't register the because I didn't fail this course. How will you tell me that I failed in organic chemistry of all the courses to fail in this school? And so I went to meet the lecturer and I said, I thought, you know what the lecturer said to me? He said, ah, you have seen it on the board that you filled. So that means it. I said, no. Because before that happened, the semester before that, a particular lecturer had filled, had filled me. What happened? We came for a, a test late, a practical, and he said, Any, those of us that came for this practical late, we didn't do it, we're going to fail it. We took, and even on that, on that, in that case, on the board, it was, uh, it was written I had passed it. It was when I checked the details, our level coordinators used to allow us to check our details. I thought I told it. So I said to him, no, sir, that won't work. The lecturer was playing with me. I went, I left him. I went directly to the uh, head of the department, HOD. The HOD too wasn't taking the matter seriously. People said, I shall just let this thing be. It wasn't, that was in the uh, uh, chemistry uh, department. I was in biological sciences. I said, no. I took the matter to the uh, to the faculty, to the dean of faculty of science. Can't remember his name. The one that was there in 1992. I had to write a series of applications and he minuted on it. And then he, I sent me back to the department. When I got the department, people were very angry. Why? I said, this matter, I'm not leaving it. Though. I was a student here. But I'm fighting this to the end. At the end of the day, guess what happened? They had made a mistake. They took some of my marks and gave it to a somebody that did not even offer the course, but his number was uh, before mine. My own number was as SCI 95 2068. His own was 2069. He didn't do the course. They gave him field. They gave him field. Because what happened was that they put the uh, marks together and they found an average. So I was missing that chunk of math. At the end of the day, they gave me a C. Even though my group members had gotten me, I was okay with a C. I didn't want to carry over. But you know what I found most uh, annoying is the fact that people kept discouraging me for fighting for my rights. I said, no, no, just leave it. I shall your own is too much. Even let me give you another example. I, I can't remember the year, some years ago. I stopped, uh, police were doing, uh, what, this one way. You know the road I told you earlier that my daughter stopped me from going on one way. Mm. Police were always And any time I would pass, I was like, well, these people, one day, unluckily for them, I was opposite them when they were coming. I blocked their car. I did a video of it. It's on my Twitter handle. They were coming and I was telling them, they were like, oh, no, that they are on emergency. I said, it's not an emergency. I know where you're going to. Because it was, they were going to the school where my children were, the Regent Academy School. And that, out of that time, I think the, the vice 
uh, president's child was there. It's a school where who is who in Nigeria is there. So I knew I had just dropped my children. I knew where you were going to. You were just going there to go and protect some uh, uh, governor's wife and all of that because it was a day they were, our children were playing football. I had dropped my children away. But you guess what? Nigerians are even the madam let me go now. Nigerians abused me. They insulted me over that video just because I said police had to do the right thing. But no, I behold, I stood there that day. The police had to turn and go and do a long way. But you know what they now did? Because there were people who were cheering. Where they now came back and arrested the people that were by this thing. So in the evening, in the afternoon, when I came to pick my children. And they stopped that. They were not telling me that police had arrested people who were just bystanders. They were not the ones that blocked them. It was more Aisha that blocked them. But they didn't arrest me. They now arrest those bystanders. And I took that case up. And I remember the uh, police. What was this name? This, this guy that they have taken to uh, a remote village. He was the PRO force. Yemi, yeah, I can't remember his name. He was he was the one, you know, he, they took it up and those people were, were afraid. But you see, Nigerians will not only not fight for their life. Then we discourage those who are fighting for their right because they want all of us to be the same so that they will say nobody is fighting uh, for, for our right. That's why they make all of those excuses. Aisha Yusufu, back in August 2020. If you want to listen to the full interview, I recommend you do find it on our podcast. Our podcast is Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. The first five minutes of that interview and the next five minutes of the show is brought to you courtesy Semovita, uh, Golden Penny Semovita. And they've got goodies to give away to three lucky winners if you can answer this question correctly. I am something. It's a quiz. I am something. Are you listening it's a quiz you have to go on twitter and answer tag nigeria info fm tag gp samovita and use the hashtag king of swallow and answer this question i am something crabs are my friends prawns and periwinkles too even the king is my close ally what am i i am something crabs are my friends prawns and periwinkles too even the king is my close ally. What am I? Answer on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Answer on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Answer via WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75825. I'm going to pick one winner from all three. You get shopping vouchers, you get airtime, and you can win other fantastic prizes as well. Let's take a message from our sponsors. See how much it now looks better. Golden pennies and movies. New look, the same great taste. Independence and movie Make us easy to swallow and not too heavy. The same great taste, easy to make. See how much it now looks better.
right. Get on Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, Facebook Nigeria Info 99.3, Twitter at Nigeria Info FM, and of course, there's WhatsApp 080-959-75825. If you are commenting on Twitter, use the hashtag King of Swallow, because that's what uh, Golden Penny Samovita is, the King of Swallow, coronated very recently in the presence of all manner of dignitaries, including, but not uh, limited to Queen Egusi, Queen Eforiro, Queen Edike Kong, Queen Afang, Queen Omi Ankuka, Queen Obono. Uh, Chief uh, Roundabout was there as well. Chief Brokoto was there as well. Uh, Chief Inoue Roy was there as well. Chief uh, Shaki was also there. There were lots of other dignitaries. And uh, Samovita, Golden Penny Samovita, was coronated the King of Swallow. But Napesin we chop Swallow, nine feet protest, Abi. <laughs> I wonder if Aisha Yusufu will say that that's another excuse because she really had a lot to say about Nigerians exercising their legal right to protest. And in light of the NSARS movement that kicked off a couple of months later and the aftermath, how do you see her words today? How do you see her words today? Do you think that Nigeria needs a protest culture? What do you think about government's approach to Nigerian protests? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can leave your thoughts with me via Facebook as well. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Again, that riddle that you have to answer me on Twitter is a simple one. It's a very, very simple one. But let me give it to you one more time. I am something. Crabs are my friends. Prawns and periwinkles too. Even the king is my close ally. What am I? Uh, three correct answers will get gifts. Cutsy Golding Penny Samovita. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. How are you? What's your name? I'm fine. Uh, please, so uh, um, I have been trying to call you for long, but it has been really, you have not been clicking my call. Okay. I need somebody to talk to. Uh, please, I need your contact number, please. Okay. Um, can you send? Do you have WhatsApp? I don't have, and I, I I don't have any this except uh, the normal number. Can you send an email to me? <laughs> I don't know anything like that. I can't give out my Please. number live on air. I'll send it to this number. Okay, I'll send it to this number. Thank you for calling us. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello. How are you, Hello? sir? What's your name? Fine. Good evening. My name is Don Dukwe. From Welcome. Sabuyaba. From Welcome. Sabuyaba. Welcome. Do you think right. Nigeria needs a protest culture? We, 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 we don't have a protest culture. We don't have uh, fighting for your own rights culture, as an idiot, even as an individual. Because you'll be doing it and somebody will come and destroy you, just like Aisha, Aisha said. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. You'll be doing it and somebody will say, leave that thing, leave them, leave them. They will discourage you. Mm-hmm. They believe it that God will throw man of heaven, throw your right from heaven, mm. throw everything from God. To, from heaven to you, you just sit down, you're only just to enjoy. You don't have anything to do, just hold your hand, say by the grace of God, say prayer, very simple prayer. Just say it and God will do it. Instead of you doing your own work, you understand? Mm-hmm. And that thing is too bad of, 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 of Nigeria. So then we will be blaming the government, blame the government, do your own work. Do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. as a group, mm-hmm. as an individual. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is that. Nigeria, we don't have any culture of protest. protest. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Let's listen one more time to our sponsors and then we'll take a final call and wrap up the show. 
see how much it now looks better. Golden pen is a movie time. New look, the same great taste. Golden pen is a movie time. Because it's easy to swallow and not too heavy. The same great taste, easy to make. Golden pen is a movie time. See how much it now looks better. Listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Thank you so much to Golding Penny for bringing uh, 10 minutes of the show to you. Let's try and take one final call and then wrap up the show. 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello, good evening. Good evening, what's your name? This <laughs> Friday, you've called us three times in a row. No, you know, today is not today. Every other day, I have to call for my work. I have to call for today. Today is your day. Go ahead. See, I think I will need a protest company. People said that there was no result. They forgot that there is result. Because he has put of this protest collecting money from one police and other person. He has really been of this Badagri Road. Before, Badagri Road was just like a business center for them. But today, you cannot actually collecting money from Badagri Road. Okay, all right. So there were some changes as a result of the NSARS protest. Friday, thank you for calling us. And thank you to everybody who was a part of today's show. Uh, I loved it. And you were great. You were fantastic. Um, we've got uh, comments on WhatsApp. Let's see if we can quickly take this message from Ben in Yaba who says, First of all, let Kayamo tell us how much interest the $52 billion has accrued since the money was released. Our lawmakers are selfish and cannot be trusted. With some illiterate uh, trailer drivers on drugs and bad roads with law to check these, these without laws to check these, uh, the incidents of uh, containers falling on Nigerians will continue. Lagos, listen again to this episode on our podcast, Hat Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. I am back tomorrow at 3. Join me for the Big 3 as well as Community Report where we may have Deborah Okezie, the mother of the 11-year-old boy who was sexually, mentally, physically abused in his school, allegedly uh, join us on Community Report. We hope she can join us tomorrow 4 p.m. So be here for that conversation. We're going to take a look at the month of September tomorrow between 5 and 6. So try and think about the biggest stories for you for September and uh, let's talk about those right here. I'm SS Aquasili on Twitter and Instagram. Those were hard facts. Lagos. Good night.